Thousands of innocent people are shot to death in America every year. Is the gun to blame, and is the solution more government legislation and interference? What is the root cause of hatred that drives individuals to commit deeds of violence? Is the gun the problem? What causes our culture of violence? Find out on The Carter Report. Today, we're talking about guns in America. Guns in America is the solution to get rid of all of the guns. It was a Wednesday night, very recently, and I was out walking in Thousand Oaks. I guess I've gone walking in Thousand Oaks thousands of times because I've lived there for quite a few years. Beverly and I have lived there for about 30 years. We love Thousand Oaks. So I'd come home from work and I was sort of feeling a bit stressed out. And after eating something, I went for a walk. I've been on that walk hundreds and hundreds of times. It's walking down this hill all by myself. I thought, strange some of these things that happened to you. And as I was walking along, I was overcome by a tremendous impression that I was in danger. This has never happened before to me in Thousand Oaks. It's as though a voice said to me almost audibly, turn around and go home. But I was going down this hill. I came to a little street. I crossed over the street, but the impression became stronger. Turn around and go home. And so with some resistance and feeling a little silly, I turned around and got home. Beverly said, you're home early. I said, well, just came home early. Then after a bit, I went to bed. I emphasize, Thousand Oaks has been about the safest place in America. We don't have really crime in Thousand Oaks. We don't have killings. Um, it's on the border of Los Angeles, but in spite of that, it's tremendously safe. The next morning, Beverly said to me, because she got up first, she said, there's been a mass shooting. Thirteen people are, are dead. A young white man. Obviously, deranged, got his gun, went and shot all of these, these young people. I talked to my neighbour just a, a little while later and he said, we're grieving in our home. These were, these were our friends. We graduated together. Then the big fires came. We were blessed we didn't lose our home. We could have lost our home. We had the mass killing and then the fire started. And on the Saturday afternoon, Beverly and I saw the fire at the top of Mount Boney. We'd seen it there before, many years before. We thought, unless they get the fire out, the fire's going to come down, it's going to wipe us all out. Thanks be to God, they sent the big air tankers and we were saved by the air tankers. These tremendous pilots. They must be some of the best in the world. But as we were standing up next to the water tower, watching the air tankers bomb the fires, we were joined by some folks and they said, you see just down there? I said, yeah, that's where I was walking. That's where the murderer was loading up his gun. Hmm. This just happened 
little while just happened before the, the mass murder. So it's a strange thing when you've lived in one of the safest places in the world to wake up and find it's not so safe after all. So far in the United States of America, there have been more than 300 mass killings this year. A mass killing, I'm told, is when you have three people or more. Violence in America. What has gone wrong? I'm not suggesting today that I've got all the answers to all these problems, but I'm going to go literally to the heart of the problem. And I'm not going to please everybody who was watching the telecast. This is a polarizing subject, but I think basically the answer is plain and simple. If we only had the courage and the wisdom to face the facts. I'm going to turn to the old Bible. I'm, I'm going to turn to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. The book of Galatians chapter 6 and uh, verse 7. And uh, this is a very, very significant passage because it teaches a tremendous truth. Galatians uh, chapter 6, I believe it is, and uh, verse 7. The Bible says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't fool God. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. We reap what we sow. If we sow barley, we get barley. If we sow oats, we get oats. If we sow wheat, we get wheat. If we sow love, we get love. And if we sow hate, we get hate. And sadly today, there's a lot of hate in America. There's a lot of hate speech. I seem to think, and many would agree with me, I, I think you'd agree with me. There's nothing really much worse than a tyrant of, of hate speech because hate speech just may push an unbalanced person over the line. When are we going to get smart and realize that words matter? Today in America, we have a rise of anti-Semitism. How amazing. How can a person claim to follow Christ and be against the people of Christ? I gave a talk once on the fact that Jesus is a Jew. I got a, a flood of hate mail. Jesus is not a Jew. He's an Anglo like us. I'm telling you. <laughs> and so some person broke into a synagogue while these Jewish people are worshipping God and murdered them. Now, my appeal today to you, my friends and my audience, is this. It's for a kinder, gentler America. No more hate speech. I can't change you. You can't change me. 
but God can change me. And that we stop the name calling. We hear it all over Washington. Politicians calling their enemies by awful names. Why don't they realize that usually we give up name calling when we get out of school for little children? Little kids call each other names. But as you know, some people grow older and some people grow up, but some people just grow older and they never grow up. Name calling is for babies. Remember Louis Armstrong? Sachimo, the great song, used to sing, What a Wonderful World. It could be a wonderful world. We mourn the passing of the great president, George Bush, whom I have always admired. He spoke about lighting a thousand points of light. People laughed, laughed. How silly. Why not? A thousand points of light. Dr. Robert Schuller at the Crystal Cathedral spoke about going out and committing random acts, not of violence, but random acts of kindness. Just do it. Let somebody in on the freeway. Be kind. The question is, uh, this is a question, it's a difficult one, but it's easy to answer. Is this nation that we believe was raised up in the providence of God the great United States of America, is it actually more dangerous than, than other places? And if so, why? I want you to look at these places that we're going to put up now on the television wall. Gun-related deaths per 100,000 per year in affluent countries. Australia is 1.04. When we say America is the wealthiest country, we're not talking about per capita because there are lots of other countries where people per capita have got more money, but we're talking about the gross domestic product, GDP. So America is number one. Violent deaths with guns, one. Austria, 2.9. Canada, 2.05. Denmark, 1.28. France, 2.83. Germany, one. Ireland, 0.07. Ireland, 0.80. Iceland, wasn't it? 0.7. Ireland, 0.8. Then if you look over here, Italy, 1.31. Netherlands, less than one. New Zealand, just over one. About the same as Australia. Singapore, look at this, 0.025. Spain, 0.62. Sweden, 1.47. United Kingdom, 0.23. People have come to me and they've said, uh, we're thinking of going to England. Is it safe to go to England? (laughs) They say, you know, is it safe for us Americans to go to England? The UK, 0.23. The United States of America, 11.96. This means that your chance of being killed in the United States of America with a gun is 50 times higher than if you were living in England. So the reason is, Why, 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 why the violence? Now look at developing countries. Argentina, 6.93. Let me me point some of these things out. 
gun-related deaths per 100,000 per year in developing countries. Argentina, about seven. Brazil, very dangerous, 21.9. Chile, 2.4, pretty safe. Colombia, 18.65, very dangerous. Cuba, 0.5, one of the safest places on the face of the earth. El Salvador, can you believe it? 45.6, tremendously dangerous. We've just, we've run a huge campaign there. Dangerous. Guatemala, 34. Jamaica, 30. Very dangerous. Mexico, 7.64. And we talk about these Mexicans being dangerous people. Venezuela, almost 60. And so some of these countries are tremendously dangerous with the use of guns and other ways of killing people. But I would point out to you this fact, that most dangerous countries usually have a long history of a corrupt church. Bad religion pulls down the morals and destroys the moral fiber. That's what you've got in Latin America. A corrupt church and corrupt governments, like in Venezuela. What you believe apparently does matter. But here is the question. Why should the wealthiest country, compared to other wealthy countries, be such a violent place? Now, I'm not suggesting to you naively that there are simple answers to this most profound of questions. But why is America such a dangerous place? Look at the text again, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Think of the text, read it. Do not be deceived. Don't be taken in, the Bible says. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. It is true, it's unpalatable, but it is true. If you sow to the wind, you will certainly reap what? The whirlwind. If you say, sow hate, you're going to get hate. If you sow violence, you're going to get violence. If you sow racism, you're going to get racism. If you sow anti-Semitism, you're going to get it. If you sow white supremacy, you're going to get it. Whatever you sow, you're going to get it. If you sow love, you're going to get it. Now, as I pondered this question, and this is a profound, difficult question, and I've spent many hours trying to, in my own mind, work out this mystery. I love America. Been here now for 33 years this month. Love America. But why is it no longer safe at nighttime to walk around Thousand Oaks? Why the violence? I want you to come now to John chapter 12 and verse 35. Open your Bible, turn to the text. We supply Bibles in these meetings. 
John chapter 12 and verse 35. John chapter 12 and verse 35. Now, Jesus is talking here. Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. What I'm going to tell you now is rather scary. Jesus said, if you've got light, walk in it. Because if you don't walk in the light, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get darkness. Don't forget this. There is no darkness so black as light resisted and rejected. So the more light that you have, the greater the spiritual dynamic. So Jesus said, I'm giving you light. So Jesus said, walk in the light. This darkness come upon you. Now here's, here's something I'm going to say that will make some people mad. So be it. But I'm telling you what I believe. And I still believe in freedom of speech. Listen to this. The problem is really not the gun at all. Because if you get rid of the guns, people are going to do, do it with something else. And when I was a little boy growing up in Australia, that was and still is, relatively speaking, a very safe place. There were still drunk drivers. And some people would say back in those days, you know, we ought to get the cars off the road. It was better when we had horses. <laughs> I'm not that old, folks. <laughs> you know what my mother said? My mother was right. Had a lot of wisdom. She said, it's not the car. It's the nut behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. It's the nut behind the wheel. It is not the car. Now, this is totally politically incorrect, and you may hate me forever. It's not the gun. It's the nut behind the wheel. Here's a little aside. I realize that guns should not be sold to criminals. I, I know that. That's crazy to sell guns to criminals. It's insanity. All crazy people who have a record of mental illness. That seems to be a lot of people today. But this is not the main problem. Here it is. This is going to get so many people mad with me. Here it is. The problem is that the liberal media and other parts of the media and others have developed, sometimes with the help of the government, a culture of violence. We live in a culture of violence. It's not the gun, it's the person holding the gun. The person who thinks problems can be solved with violence. Now, I'm going to take it further. This will alienate the rest of you. 
we have cultivated a culture where we glorify killing and war. Eisenhower, one of America's greatest presidents, said this. If the joint military complex, the industrial military complex, gets in control of America, there will never be a day when America is not sending her sons and her daughters off to be shot down on the battlefield. So when you turn on television, we glorify war. And children are brought up in a culture where we glorify war and we think that problems can be solved with violence. That's the problem, not the gun. We've created a monster. Now, I was brought up with guns. When I was a kid growing up in Australia, uh, some of my relatives owned farms. My uncle Reg had a great farm. My sister's husband, her folks, they had, they had farms, they had guns. I was brought up around guns. I learned to shoot with a gun. But none of us were tempted to go and shoot somebody. We were never tempted to go and get a gun and to walk into a place in Thousand Oaks and kill a bunch of people. Because I thought that the way to solve my problems was with violence. It's the nut behind the wheel. Now, I want you to come to John chapter 3, verses 3 to 7. And I'm going to suggest to you, my friends, today, I think this is the solution. Some will say it won't work. It will work if we let it work. John chapter 3, verses, let me see, verses 3 to 7. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? He's a theology professor, knew nothing. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. What on earth is Jesus talking about? And why don't preachers preach about these things anymore? Not everybody talking about heaven is going to heaven. Jesus said, you got to be born again. The Spirit of God has got to get down inside you. And he's got to take the poison out of your heart. One of the greatest preachers in the history of the United States of America was Dwight Moody. He preached a great deal in the city of Chicago. He came from Chicago. Moody told a tremendous story. (laughs) 
he told about a farmer who had a well. And they discovered that the well had got poison. We've done this graphic here. So you can see the well, but down at the bottom, it's full of poison. Poison in the well. Moody tells about the farmer. He's got poison in the well. You know what he did? (laughs) He went and whitewashed the pump. He got a poison well, and so what he does, he whitewashes the pump. That's what we're doing. We got poison in the well, and we're whitewashing the pump, I'm telling you. Moody said, it's no good to whitewash the pump. You've got to get down in the well, and it's got to be cleansed out. You see, all these programs I hear on television from the politician, I sort of get tired, I get sick to death of listening to some of these politicians because all they're telling me and telling America is whitewash the pump. You know what we need to do? Need to clean out the well. Need to take the poison out. That's the solution. What's the solution to a violent culture? What's the solution to hate and envy and resentment and All of these negative emotions. It's not another government program. (laughs) Jesus said you've got to be born again. When the Spirit of God comes inside a man, God doesn't whitewash the pump. God changes the heart. Today we're talking about God and guns in America. Why is this the most violent society? We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. The Antichrist is in the temple of God. I will read you the actual words of the great Roman Catholic Church More than a billion people pray to the dead. But the Bible talks very plainly about good angels and bad angels. Why on earth were you and I born? This DVD series from John Carter will be yours with a gift of $50 US or $70 Australian. Write to us at the address on the screen. Visit carterreport.org, your home for inspirational teaching. One point three billion people live in India. Two hundred million of these are Dalits. Dalits, formerly called untouchables, are the lowest members of the caste system. One hundred percent of your gift will go to fund projects for Dalit girls as an alternative to slavery and prostitution. 
Your gift of $600 will educate, clothe, and feed one daylit girl between 5 and 15 years of age for one year. Go to carterreport.org or to the address on the screen to send your gift of $600 and change the life of one Indian daylit girl for one full year. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.